<laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, this ain't your six speed Miata down there. Take it easy. <laughs> Lance, you son of a bitch. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Wackerly, the Wack Man. What's up there, Wacker? You excited for uh, Turkey Day? Always. Just around the corner? It's, it's in five, four days. You know, it's, it's, it's weird. It's like this, uh, this year seemed to have, like, all of a sudden, the holidays are upon us. And normally, I would just be consumed with this just all-encompassing dread for this period of time after Halloween, like Thanksgiving... And Christmas, I just hated it, and I have. Don't forget about New Year's Eve and New Year's. New Year's is included. The low expectations holiday, but this year I am actually very stoked. I'm very excited, and I can't wait to celebrate the holidays. And you want to know why? Yeah, I really want to know why. No girlfriend, (laughs) no responsibilities. I'm free. I am completely emancipated from all the holiday bullshit that we have to go through every year. It's it is a good feeling. Well, it's it's the first time it's, I think it's I've, it's I've the had ser- it. it's the serious girlfriend that that you're not in a serious girlfriend relationship. Well, the past few years, I've been involved like in serious relationships with girls. Where over the holidays, I'd either have to be at Thanksgiving at her family's house, Christmas definitely at her family's house, going and doing the shopping thing, spending at least at least five hundred dollars, probably more. On like a, you know a multitude of gifts to to give her and to, and to deal with all of that shit. And this year, I don't have to do anything at all. No shopping. A lot of a lot of aging hipsters, middle aged hipsters such as ourselves, we don't get married or aren't married yet, <laughs> or maybe we'll get married later in life. Who knows what the future may bring? But we're but we get in these situations where we're basically married. Well, what, what, what being in a long term relationship is based is essentially you're married. Yeah, I mean because yeah. you 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 are completely obligated to do this stuff. It's not just like fuck that. I'm going to be watching football at the bar. You can't tell me what to do. No, you have because to it's do not it. it's not yeah it's not like you're basically married and you have to go visit your your quote unquote wife, but really it's a girlfriend. You have to go visit her family. Well, I was in that situation for many years. I always thought it was kind of unfair because, you know, my parents are dead, so we don't have to go deal with my family, really. I'm not very close to my extended family. So every year it was, well, what are you doing? Oh, okay, I guess you're going to come to my house for Christmas. And plus, I'm Jewish, so I don't celebrate Christmas. So it's like I was forced just to do it with all the like the three past girlfriends I've had, serious relationships, mm-hmm. spent time at their their home. And with their well, family. Well, I mean, if you did attempt to just be like, no, I'm supposed to play John Madden football on PS3 with uh, <laughs> my friend that whole day. I can't go. 
What what would have happened? Just break um, up? No, it's just, just like if you, you don't value my my relationship, then this is over. It would be an intense harboring of resentment, and and what would happen is the next fight that we got into, she would bring this up. She would resurrect this. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't even make an effort to be close to my family, to be close to the people that I love. You don't even try to know me, and it's just like the, you go on and on. So eventually, oh, you, you're care, just, you care about Madden more than me. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about it. So this year, you know, for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. I'm not doing shit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like so looking forward to just getting like a bunch of marijuana, getting Netflix, sitting down, maybe watching the Venture Brothers again, jerking off from time to time when I want to, when I'm feeling horny, and just doing nothing. Did you watch Beyond the Black Rainbow yet? Haven't seen that. What is that? Uh, just watch it. It's on Netflix. Get really, really high first. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna schedule that in for maybe uh, the day after Christmas or the day after Thanksgiving. Black I'm gonna Friday. Need a time slot, maybe like 10:30 p.m. to midnight on Friday. All right, I'm beyond the Black to, Rainbow. Beyond the Black Rainbow. I'm, gonna, I'm writing that down right now. But no, I'm so I'm looking forward to this. And I was thinking about it. the last time. I remember I had a uh, girlfriend back in, God, it was in the 2000s, the early aughts. And I never once went back to her family, and uh, she was from Michigan, so I never once went back to her family in Michigan to go celebrate Christmas. I just never did it, and I always kind of felt you know, a bit of regret about that. It's kind of selfish. To did do you? That. But you okay, so you guys lived in the Midwest for a little while. Did you do Christmas with her family when you were lived closer? No, <laughs> I just never did. Never. How did you pull that off? Well, because I was because that was a, one of those serious, serious marriage type relationships. To- totally, and you know, I was like this selfish you know, kid. I mean, I was youthful indiscretion, and I was, I was just this selfish kid. And I was just like, no, I'm Jewish, and I don't celebrate that. And it's against my beliefs. And basically, it was just a lie, so I could sit at home and get like a lot of marijuana and play Metal Gear Solid. You know, a Resident <laughs> Evil and not actually, have to deal with... I remember with... the year of Metal Gear Solid because I remember you talking about it. Ah, dude, it's it's like I would... But every Christmas, you know, with her, like she would go away for two weeks cause she, or 10 days because she'd be with her family. And I would just look forward to being like, God, I got the house to myself. I can just smoke marijuana and I can play video games and I can jerk off the internet porn. And this is going to be just like a real holiday. And right. I, it's been years since I've had it's that. And this Christmas year... Miracle. This year is going to be a Christmas miracle. Well, for me and for you. So what, ha- well, so what happened? You. Did you learn your lesson with that relationship and then the subsequent relationships? You're like, I got to be a better person <laughs> and better. Like, I got to be more sensitive. I regret. I was an asshole about that. And I was, I mean, I was a kid, whatever. I was like in my early 20s. And, and you know, t- to be honest, I have yet to meet a girl that Christmas is just, you know, that, that has the same antipathy towards Christmas that I do. Because most girls regardless of how alternative or edgy they are, still have a soft spot for Christmas. You know, or It's not even Christmas. It's just family and tradition. It's like, I, got, I have to go visit my, fan, my sisters and my mom and my dad, and we do it every year. I mean, how, I can't even conceive of not doing it. And, but the thing is, though, that's, that's something that means a lot to them, and you're a selfish prick by just totally being like, I'm not going to be a part of that. Fuck that shit. I'm too busy jerking off to internet porn to come and enjoy your ho- spend your holiday with you. It's just it's a very selfish thing to do. So I think as I got older, I, I'm I like, am a prick, but but I am also an adult. So yeah. I would always bargain. I would um, I would do like one. I would like okay, I will go to I'll go spend the whole weekend at your mom's house for Thanksgiving, but then for Christmas I'm going to be selfish or vice versa. So that's how I, I kind of got get around both sides of my nature. <laughs> That, but that, but that's a very sensible um, option there because usually what I do, I'd have to go do both. 
Like the past few years, I'd had to go do both with her family. And her family wasn't that bad, but I'm just like, ugh, God, I'd rather just not have to deal with this at all. Are you, are you doing anything this year for Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, but it's not family-oriented. I mean, uh, I'm making big dinner, and people are coming come over, and we're all going to get all fucked up on wine and alcohol and cocktails. You do know next week you're going to be bitching about like how much of a mess was left in your house. Um, it's not going to be at the previous three or four years, it's going to be like half the size of that. So I'm thinking I'm going to keep it in check. So it's not going to be turned into this crazy, like Bacchanalian orgy. Well, yeah. Well, the people that are there will be all fucked up, but instead of like 20 people, there will be maybe 10. Yeah, that's manageable. That's manageable. It's manageable. I'm thinking, but I'm sure it'll still be all fucked up. Are you going to have, like, I don't know, like some kind of dessert that's just going to be composed entirely of, like, Twinkies, Ho-Hos, Ding-Dongs, and maybe a snowball on top just because? I was gonna. I was gonna, but now you can't get that. The stores have all been cleaned out. You know, I was wondering about that. So, so people, I mean, I'm sure you've heard by now because it's all over the news that Hostess, the uh, makers of Twinkies and, and other such fat people. Snowballs. Fat people. Zingers. The, the the food of the obese. Um, zingers, yeah. Not, not really. Tr- I mean, you know, most fat people, they're not eating like a lot of these. This is this is like tweaker food almost. Like tr- a trucker, like popping the little amphetamines and eating them on the road. Yeah, this is trucker so Those food. guys are fat too, but it's not. I mean, most fat people are like, oh, I love pasta, <laughs> Italian food, you know. They, and they're going and they're, they're purchasing quality food to get fat. Um, this is like, this is kind of just very low quality food. You know, I recall when I used to do uh, Rampage Radio back in San Francisco, would be up all night, and there's a lot of tweakers in there. Like the one tweaker in particular, El Duce, that would come in, he would mm. not only have like a big bag full of meth, also in his duffel bag would just be like a whole assortment of hostess, um, mm. hostess little delicacies. You'd have Twinkies, Snowballs, Ho Hos, and that's all that that kid ate. And you could yeah, tell it's the like, sugar. His, but you could tell, like, his skin and his teeth were affected by it. It's disgusting. When you get off of heroin, I think you also have these gigantic sugar cravings, which might be um, a lot of people who consume all these things. When's the last time you ate a Twinkie? Or any, of those, any of those hostess things? Yeah, I don't really like the Twinkies, but I do. I did have a ding-dong recently. <laughs> What was the occasion where you just like, God, I really want to. It was an impulse buy. It was an impulse. No, I didn't go out to, I was, I was getting groceries and things and, uh, you know, they had it by the counter and I was like, Hmm, why not? (laughs) Did you you eat both? Because aren't there usually two? Of course I ate both. (laughs) You didn't save one for later? I'm going to save this other one for later. No, nobody does that. Interesting thing about ding-dongs, ding-dong is the hockey puck thing. At least what I ate was the hockey puck thing, and I, I'm thinking it's called the ding-dong. Um, but I had a, one time I had a very long, drawn-out discussion with my friend whether they were called ding-dongs or King Don. King Don. And I was like, are you fucking an idiot? They're, not, they're called ding-dong. It's, it's not King Don. Like, maybe when you're a little, little tiny kid, you, you know, when you're a kid, you fuck up words that you thought it was called King Don, but like, it's not, that's not what it's called. It's a ding-dong. And we maybe were even in the store. And I said, look at the fucking package. It says ding-dong. Yeah, whoever, what, what, I mean, that's just, that's something like he had an erroneous belief when he was a kid and he maintained this. 
But he never just never realized the twist to the story. <laughs> he looked it up online, and in Canada, they are called King Dons. God, fucking, I hate fucking Canada. <laughs> I I blame Kendra. You know, but Canada just pisses me off. It's like they got to like subvert all of our <laughs> American traditions. Don't they have like a Canadian Thanksgiving, but on a different day? They might. Assholes. They have different Christmas. They celebrate Halloween in like June. They have a different flag. Different fucking flag. Different money. Like, come on, Canada. Come on, dude. This coin looks like a quarter, but it's not really a quarter. Fuck off. You guys are North North America, okay? Just <laughs> America's seriously. hat. I know. I just don't get that. But yeah, King you know, Don. The I last time we were going with that. Yeah. When's the last time you had a Hostess product? What's your first of all? What's your favorite Hostess product? Yeah, I never really actually liked. Um, I never, I never even liked that. Even as a kid, I never. I, I on, guess I dude. ate Twinkies. I just rank one. You know what? You like, know, what? I see you as a Twinkie man. Yeah, I used to like Twinkies. I mean, your brother's I'd a Twinkie Twinkies. man for sure. I, <laughs> my brother definitely is. I like the ones. You know, the ones I liked was the. Um, the ones with like the chocolate with the frosting on top. It was like a cupcake, but with like the swirl. No, but it was like a cupcake, but it had like it was stuffed full of like whipped cream or something. But yeah, but chocolate. it's chocolate icing on the top of the cupcake, but then there's a little white swirl thing. Yeah, it's swirl on the top. Yeah, I used to. Th- I that think was those my are just called. One. What are those? Are those just called the Hostess cupcake? Yeah, I think it was just the cupcake. Did you ever have the yellow one? The oh, the yellow one. That one was gross though, because it was. It, it is had, gross, but it had this really sweet taste. But it was supposed to be like not pineapple. It was like, what uh, were they might going in pineapple? But it wasn't pineapple, was it? Wasn't pineapple? I don't. Uh, I don't. Just it's like yellow, orangey. It kind of tasted orange, butterscotchy. It was weird. It, it, you never see them very often, and they're not that good. But it's 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 the exact same size and shape. It's just instead of chocolate, it's this yellow weird flavor and and cake color i hated snowballs but uh i remember this so the last time i think the, it was the, 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 anybody's feeling about snowballs hinges completely on their feeling about coconut because it's covered in coconut it's some covered people in hate coconut. it and some people love it well, i remember the last time i had a i had a hostess product i think i was with uh my friend kessler and we were in i want to say it was chicago and he bought it as a joke I mean, he's mm-hmm. kind of a fat guy anyway, and he bought it as a joke. And I remember he was like daring me to eat one, and so I ate. I ate some of it, and it was just like it was just gross. And we were on the the uh, the, the uh, L train, and I guess when we got on, like some like ghetto ghetto chick like uh, made some like comment about his weight or something. And uh, <laughs> I remember I was laughing about it. And so when right when we were ready to get off, he like turned around and just threw the snowball. And it hit her like upside the head, and it, the it pink, did it right? totally just dist- it, like obliterated on the side of her face, like in her weave and everything. It was hilarious, and, and then she freaked out, and the door shut, and then she like the train carried her away. And I just remember like carried away the threat, carried threat away by her screaming, and like her friends were all laughing, and she had snowball over her head. So I think that's why that would probably be my favorite hostess cake would be the snowball because of that incident. You always have to have some fucking alternative reasons. It's annoying. You like candy though. I love I love gummy candy. That's my that's. I'm surprised that, that you. I'm surprised that's you my don't really, You're not into one of these Hostess products because you like candy so much. You know, I don't know. I just I'm not into cake that much. I guess I like the frosting of it all. It is. They are they are all cake based, except for the. Did you know that the Twinkie uh, was originally had banana filling? 
hmm. banana flavored. But and then in World War Two, they rationed banana flavoring or maybe bananas, and that's when they ch- changed to just the normal vanilla whipped cream. I mean, I'm not a big donut guy either. I don't like donuts that much either. Maybe it's pastry. You like to stick like your dick in the donut hole, though. Well, who doesn't? That doesn't count. <laughs> who doesn't? You don't like to eat donuts. <laughs> Ring do, you eat them after you, do you eat the donut after you stick your dick in it, or you give it to somebody else? I usually glaze it first, and then I give it to somebody else. <laughs> but what's the deal? What happened to Hostess? Why? What, why? This is like an American institution. Why the fuck would they go out of business? I mean, it's well, just weird. It, depend, it depends if you're pro-labor or anti-labor. <laughs> oh, so it's a, it was a union dispute. Yeah, but your your reasoning that you give to why Hostess went down the tubes is if you're if you're pro labor, if you're into the unions, you say, well, it was mismanaged and they'd been losing money for years and nobody wants to eat this shitty food anymore and that's why they went out of business. If you're anti labor, you point out that well, the the management asked the union to you know take a pay cut, and the union said, nope, we are not taking a pay cut. We're going on strike. And the management said, oh, you're going on strike? Well, we're closing the business down. And they're just screwed based, based on that. They just they don't and even want to try to like – they're just declaring bankruptcy. They're not trying to like – They're already in bankruptcy. Their, they're um, already in bankruptcy. And instead of trying to go through the bankruptcy court and salvage the company, they just said, we're done, shutting the doors, selling everything, fire sale prices, who wants it? Um, if, but the pro, the pro labor people say that this like whole blaming it on the strike is like, you just don't like the common working man, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, then to that, you have to point out that the Teamsters union, so they, you know, they, they actually had multiple unions. The Teamsters union had already made a deal. They'd come into an agreement with the hostess company and it was only this bakery, this baker's union were holding out. And the team, the Teamsters union was like, you guys are fucking morons. You're not even talking to management. You need to get in there and talk. And so we can all get back to work. And this, these bakers were just holding out and holding out. And they're, they're the ones who broke the camel's back, apparently. If you are anti-labor, if you're pro-labor, once again, you blame it all on management and mismanagement. And the CEOs gave themselves these big raises, which is what CEOs do. But they blah, always blah, blah. You know, you'd think Bain Capital would have just like swept in, bought the company over, then hired well, a bunch <laughs> of Chinese children to run it. And uh, then it would have been successful again. Somebody pointed that out. I mean, these things these things do have a long shelf life, so you could just ship them over on a boat, and they would still mm. be just as good. But you know, back on, I'm generally anti labor because I've worked with unions, and they always are fucking huge pains in the ass. But I did read an article where some guy was like, who who was a union member, said that you know I was making like twenty eight grand a year after some cuts that we agreed to like a couple years ago, and like now they wanted to like cut my salary to like sixteen grand a year. And it's like, yeah, the fact that I don't have that job anymore, I mean, I couldn't even pay my bills anyways if I did have the job. So so what do I give a fuck? Like if they're trying to pay people 16 grand a year, that's like not a lot of What's the point? Exactly. I I used to make that when I was, you know, 24. And yeah, it's tough. Well, you know, I'm surprised. Like you seem seem a bit concerned over this Twinkies thing. I thought you'd be a little bit more concerned about the other – um, major I'm not news concerned event. about the Twinkie thing at all. I mean, I thought we were discussing it, but I am fucking concerned about this other thing. Well, I was looking for different topics to discuss here on the show, and I, I came across the Twinkies demise, and then I came across this other major 
news event, and I was like, oh my god, once Wackerly reads this, uh, I, this might be a, a spiral into depression, it might, uh, might <laughs> further make Further into depression? Yep, further into depression, it, it might drive you to start drinking, god forbid. <laughs> but, uh, so, so anyway... I'm driving I'm, the booze in! What I'm talking about is uh, one of the longest running programs on television of all time, Cops... Greatest running programs on television. Now faces an uncertain future. They, and people, if you're a listener of the show, you do know that this is Lance Wackerly's favorite television program of all time. That, that has no bearing on whether what my feelings about it. Cop is, Cops is, like I guess, maybe the one show which is always appropriate. But for <laughs> always, any occasion? Always entertaining. Yeah. If you ever are by a TV and somebody's flipping around and you see that Cops is on... You must stop at that channel and watch the program. You know, I don't watch an entire episode all the time or every time, but you know, well, it if is... you have something, to, if you have something to do, yes, you can leave and, and go to dinner or whatever, or to, you know, go take the trash out or go take your girlfriend to get an abortion. But if you are watching TV and it's on, that is what you should be watching. Definitely. I mean, it's well. My whole thing is like usually the the, the time when I watch cops is kind of drunk. Sitting there, maybe about to pass out, and there's—I mean, it's always on with reruns, like uh, almost every station. You just kind of sit there. <laughs> that, you... That's another thing I'll point out. It's just as good in reruns as yeah. the new ones. The old ones are good. The new ones are also good, and it's never boring. I mean, it's—it's—it's yeah, it's, it's the classic good guys versus the bad guys situation. You get to see this whole glimpse, like into someone else's home and their lifestyle. And it's uh, a true reality show. It's the one of the it's the first reality show. The first reality show, and I think it's the only one that is true to the the real pure form of reality. I mean, we all know that all these other quote unquote reality programs are completely scripted. The only reason they're so popular is because the networks don't have to pay writers, even though there are writers, they don't call them writers, so they don't have to pay them writers' wages. You know, with the SAG and whatever the the writers' union out there, another union story. But yeah, but no. this is a, this is a completely unscripted um, reality program. I mean, like the criminals, they're not telling these criminals what to what. Like, oh, hit your eye right on the curb as this cop like tramples you. You don't have to create a false sense of drama. Like, you don't have to create drama in cops. It's drama by its very existence. I mean, uh, you, you human look at dra- it's the human condition. Human dude. condition, and uh, it it, it bums me out that. Uh, People have sort of let this show, like, uh, they've undermined the show. They've let it fall to the wayside. It's like, I don't I think, think it people... Sh- I think it should be on PBS and funded by the government. You know, it's like <laughs> that much of a benefit to society. Dude, the show is beginning its 25th season next month. 25 years. Is that longer than The Simpsons? It's probably about the same age as The Simpsons, but I bet you it's maybe a little longer. I think it, I think it was probably one of the first shows on Fox... When it was fledgling, it was cheap to make. They pretty much knew they had. They knew people were going to watch it, um, so it was just one of those like, "Look, we'll put this on, and we'll f- try to figure out some other good shows." And then they came up with Married with Children and The Simpsons and whatnot. I mean, it's a groundbreaking show. I mean, it's a, it's an American institution. The the one thing about it that I always kind of hated is I hated that song, the theme song, "Bad Boys." A bad boy, bad boy. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? I think the band is called Mountain. I I just hated that song because it also kind of like who are the bad boys? The the, the perpetrators. Interesting question. Is it the perpetrators? I think think it's postmodern. 
I think it's postmodern. It's vague. I mean, got, you know, at first glance, the bad boys are the people committing the crimes. But then on who are further the investigation, who well, is they that's coming for you? Exactly. I mean, is it is it bad boys? What are you going to do when the cops come from you? Come for you, or is it another group of bad boys that come for you? Well, let's just, better boys. Let's deconstruct it a little bit. What if it was like tigers, tigers, tigers? What are you going to do when they come for you? You'd be like, oh, the tigers are coming to eat me. But okay, well, you're saying tigers. What are you going to do when they come for you? So would they be poachers or would they be lions? I think it would be the tigers. If the song is being sung to you, the listener, the the singer the, the is saying tigers, tigers, they're coming for you, which would which would imply that the that the the bad boys are the cops, right? So wait, wait, you're saying the bad boys, this is like a semantic issue here, but the bad boys are the tigers. So tigers, tigers, what you're going to do when they come for you so that they are another group of tigers? Look, I never took any literary criticism <laughs> classes in college. I'm just trying to... I'm just, I'm just saying this analogy <laughs> I don't just know. I'm seems lost. to be aimless. Like it's going I just off think, in a direction D, I, just I don't think understand. That even though... You wouldn't think at first look that the cops are the bad boys. Sometimes it takes a bad boy to do a good thing. So, so it takes like, a bad boy peace. to... Yeah, exactly. I give the, I, you know what I think it is? I hate reggae, so I just hate that song. I think a lot of real reggae musicians would question that song being labeled as reggae. Even. <laughs> but uh, you got you to hand it to them that they've maintained that same theme song for the full 25 years of the show being existence and that band mountain. I mean, they just owe a huge debt of gratitude oh, to God. all these royalties that they must get. I mean, they don't even need to record another song. Mountains are just like, well, you know what? We sold out. We gave the song to cops and now, you know, it's synonymous with police, the song, but yet we're rich. So fuck it. It would be funny if they kind of cut some like super shitty deal back then though, where they're, where they're, the producers of cops were just like, look, we got this dumb show. It's going to be on a year. We're just going to pay you $5,000 flat and then we'll just own the song. Sign it over to us. And, and then, uh, and that's why they've never changed it. Cause they're like, well, if we change it, we have to pay somebody royalties and everything. Like every time the show aired, but this way we'll just keep fucking these guys over. <laughs> even though we've played the song millions upon millions upon millions of times on TV and they, go, they don't get shit from it. We were just going to do that. Cause we're cheap as fuck. Well, the thing is with that show is, I mean, we've always been as a culture obsessed with crime and street drama and police shows, but we, but back, back then, what'd you have? Hill street blues. Hunter. Right. Like, what, if you what, go back and watch those, sh- we thought they were awesome back then, but if you go back and watch them now, they're just clearly fucking a joke. But then all of a sudden, here comes cops, and it's real. It, this is like authentic police arresting authentic perpetrators. I mean, this is like real. And I remember it just it, right. it blew minds. It really did. It was like, I mean, there's it, a direct And it's portal. consistently hilarious, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a direct portal of the raw world of street crime. I mean, my favorite thing about it is it just gave you it, – it should have just been called, like, Life in the Trailer Park. Because, I mean, there was that aspect of it with white trash. Like, you'd go in it's the all, trailer yeah, park. Yeah, they, 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 it's not uh, – it could – you know, you could make a show like that where it was just very, like, focused on minorities. Um, but they do – they're very equal opportunity. There, there'll be one down in, like, you know, Kentucky, 
and they're arresting all the moonshining, meth-making, trailer-dwelling, white cracker dudes. But yeah, then there'll be one in St. Louis where they're like, you know, fucking up all the black guys in the hood. And then there'll be one in Alaska where they're like, all these like Inuits are huffing gas and they're like running them down on their snowmobiles. It's great. I always loved when you'd see just the fat white cop chasing like a young black offender like through a backyard and he's just like oh, and the camera's shaking up and down while they're running after yep. this guy and he's like well i don't think we're gonna catch him <sighs> and he's just like it rarely oh. happens though they usually catch him or you know what I they do say. they find him hiding right which is under the really, kiddie pool under the kiddie pool. <laughs> it's just like the camera's down there and then they just jump on him and just like hog tie the kid it's good when they have a dog when they get the canine unit those are always entertaining you know what i if as long as you're well, we should be pointing out some flaws so people don't just think we're up on the cop's tip, even though I totally am. <laughs> <laughs> the one flaw that I hate about cops, and it wasn't always like this. There used to be episodes in New York City. Um, but they, they went after Jews? Like Jewish no. bankers? <laughs> no. <laughs> white collar crimes? <laughs> no. Yeah, white collar cops. <laughs> Boring cops. <laughs> Um, but now these, these sit, you know, the big cities where you really would be interested, like, I wonder what the cops are doing in Oakland or San Francisco or even Los Angeles or New York city. Those cities are so, so sort of left leaning that they no longer allow the TV show cops to have access to their police force. So, so cops solely focuses on the sort of the second tier towns like Dallas that might be a little more centrist or even right leaning like Dallas. Um, not that St. Louis is really right leaning, but like, you know, the second tier cities where they're either, either centrist or right leaning, or they're like, we fucking need this money. Cause we're kind of like in the mid tier, you know, I've also read though, that cities like new Orleans and Chicago were just like, yeah, we're not going to let you follow our cops around. Sorry. That's what I'm saying. Chicago, same thing. Yeah, but I don't think it was because of like a liberal position. I think it was like shit happens that we don't want on film. I think they could get around that easily. I mean, if the cops know the camera's there, it's not like it's a hidden camera. They would just be like, well, okay, be on your bet. We're going to send you out with these like good guys. You know what I mean? I think there's a camera. It's not. The the cops definitely have um, like final veto over the footage. I mean, that's clear that that's going on. I, I really think it's the, like, like the Oakland city council. Let's, let's just talk about something. I know, I know for a fact that the Oakland city council and the Oakland mayor would never agree to cops filming in East and West Oakland, like the deepest part of the hood, like the residents of the, the underprivileged re- residents of those areas getting like tossed by the police. Never. They would never, ever agree to it. It has nothing to do with our cops are corrupt and we don't want it caught on camera. It's the fact that, like, they don't. They just believe that that's very oppressive it, to and them. Invasive. Um, and invasive. But I, the thing is, though, too, I wonder how much these counties are being paid, you know, by Fox. I don't know. I always wonder, I always wonder how much the criminals are paid. They're clearly paid something. Yeah, but if you're a criminal... Would you show your face? Because some of them are like, you know, pixelated, blurred out. But then others some are like, Some of them are yeah, pixelated out, but I say it's like 10%. Yeah. Most of them agree to having their face on the TV show Cops. And I don't know if it's just one of those no future Bragging punk rights. rock things. <laughs> Bragging rights. I think what it is, is the Cops guys, after the, you know, they, they take the footage of the guy running and getting beat down and throwing his gun and, you know, putting the drugs in the back of his cheek and having them pulled out. 
uh, I think the cops producers say, hey, you know, you're going to jail. You're going to have to make bail at some point. You know, I'm sure you could use like a thousand dollars, right? If you sign this release that allows us to show your face, uh, we'll give you a thousand bucks right now. Or we'll give it to your girlfriend who's standing right here and she can take it home with her. And I think those guys are just like, yeah, what the fuck? That'd be right. Or they work a deal. It's like, we'll give you your math back. Okay. Just as once. <laughs> I don't think they're allowed to do that. I think the cops would not allow that. So Cops is the longest running entertainment series on primetime network television. I mean, 850 episodes in. Uh, the series has earned more than uh, $400 million just through reruns alone. But it's possible that this might be its final season on Fox. There's still hope. It's just the, the, the network is ordered less episodes because they, they want to show more sports, which sports, sports obviously also makes lots of money for uh, any, any TV network. So they've reduced, they slashed the number of shows they're ordering and the co-producer guy, I think his name is David Langley or something. John Langley. John, John Langley. Langley says, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the future is going to bring for this program on this network. So maybe they could even move it to, FX is another Fox. I, I, FX is probably full of our already programming, but like, what like those, Spike. Like, what about Spike? You'd think Spike, Spike would be like, hell yeah, we'll take we'll take uh, cops. Court TV. I mean, I think they actually used to rerun some of them on Court TV, which is now called True TV, and that would be a perfect fit. Uh, I don't know TBS. <laughs> well, Langley here said uh, he wanted uh, to hit his silver anniversary on Fox, which um, twenty five years for legacy and ego purposes, but he's unhappy about how frequently the network bumps his show for college football and other sports, which <laughs> See, apparently people think is more important. I think he's grousing a little t like that. This kind of dovetails with what I was saying before cops. I guess I used to make schedule like, uh, Oh, it's Sunday night at 8 PM. I'll always watch it. Uh, Saturday. but it's not, it's not destination TV. It's, it's, you watch it. Like, like I said, when you're, when you're scanning through or there's, there's sometimes when there'll be a marathon on and I'll totally watch at least a couple hours of it. If it's on a marathon, uh, but yeah, that's, but, a, but like him getting bumped to like, Oh, you know, like where we weren't on this week. I mean, it's not like a show with a plot where you're like, fuck, it's not on this week. Cause the fucking super bowl and you're all pissed. And there's, there, there's, there's no cliffhangers at the end of cops. No, it's always completely resolved. They never revisit. Like, we're going to revisit Cletus from two weeks ago and see what he's... Oh, he's still in jail. Yeah, but I'm sure they do have some perps that have been on it multiple times. Like, oh, you again, <laughs> huh? Which is well, also that's great. The whole, that's the whole premise behind the Ronnie Dobbs sketch yeah. on uh, Mr. Show. <laughs> and also re and read on He made a movie about Ronnie Dobbs, right? Which sucked. Um, so uh, Langley here said he considers shopping cops to another cable channel. Or to a cable channel, which might happen. But it's been locked into the same time slot, Saturday nights at 8 p.m. since 1991, which is just unbelievable. Um, Langley owns the comp's copyright, but Fox has the option to renew the show. The network says at this time, no official decision has been made. So I don't know, Wack, I'm just asking you in closing here, how would you live in a world without cops? I go, well, how's this going to affect your TV viewing pleasure? I mean, I just might give up on TV altogether. <laughs> but I mean, you can still see it in reruns. I guess. I, I probably should buy all the sort of DVD box sets. The Cops Too Hot for TV. Did you ever see that one? <laughs> no. What's the difference? I mean, what is it? Unedited? 
There's a lot of uh, a lot of the times a lot of the footage they have will have like prostitutes and like at part of the during part of the bus like their tits will flop out of their their hooker dress <laughs> and so obviously they could they could have showed that on TV and pixelated it but um in the un, too hot for TV one you'd be like oh shit our tits popped out or, or like like sort of ones where the violence like was a little too much for them to put on the you know the network show. Uh, that, those were on the. I think this was like a VHS that somebody ordered at the time, but I'm sure now you can get it on uh, DVD. You can probably get it on DVD. Probably watch it um, online. It would be it. great if we could just like stream it from the cops' website, but uh, I don't know, like lots of swearing and stuff like that. It's generally a good time. I mean, you can still, the show's still going to live in reruns. I'm sure Fox makes a shitload of money off of it, so I don't think that's going to go anywhere, but it's, a, it's an amazing show. It's a groundbreaking show, and it's done a lot for television. I mean,. The problem with the reruns is I seriously have a hard time. I love the reruns, but I have, and I'll still watch them. But I really have a hard time watching a cops rerun. And because well, you know and, the ending, no, 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 but just and not having seen it before. Oh, yeah. I've seen that so many of them that I I'm like, oh yeah, this is that one with that big giant uh, transvestite hooker in Las Vegas, and she goes, "Excuse my beauty," and it's really funny. I'll still, like I said, I'll still watch it, but once it's only in reruns, it's only a, it's a short matter of time before I'm I'm just gonna like, okay, I've seen them all. I've seen it too many times. Yeah, yeah. Well, who knows? We'll see. I mean, chances are. That show's been so successful, makes so much money. It's such a cash cow that's going to be on a, a cable channel, so you'll be able to torrent it, or like uh, you know maybe go buy buy a uh, buy buy a cable package and get get to watch it on Spike, <laughs> Hulu Plus. That would be perfect. Hulu exactly. Watch it anytime you want, people. This is episode three fifty six here. Sick and wrong. Um, uh, feel free to send in your stories. You know the way the show works. Wagon and I present the most disturbing news items of the week here on Sick and Wrong. Um, you can send in your stories, stickeronpodcast.hotmail.com. You can send them to Facebook. You can send them via Twitter. So many different avenues. And if we do read your story, we will send you a Sick and Wrong Care package. Promise. Uh, well, actually, we got a few good stories here for uh, episode 356, even uh, one political one. But before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar. All right, the first story that we got here was sent in by Randall. Randall wrote, who'd you vote for, D? Well, who, who do you think I voted for? Of course I voted for Obama. I want to get laid. Jesus. You know, it's a secret ballot, D. You don't have to. You can tell girls that you voted for one person and actually vote for a different person. They'll see through my lies. <laughs> I don't have a good poker face. Um, This guy, actually. You know, the, the thing is, though, this dude... He didn't even vote. Like, he has voter apathy. And still, this horrible thing happened to him. So maybe this is a lesson that people should go out and vote. You know, that was a big deal, this, this, uh, this election here. 2012 is trying to act, you know, like uh, arouse people to go out and vote. 
So they had all these mm. celebrities doing those those PSAs saying, go vote, and like little kids who can't even vote yet telling people to vote. I don't agree with the get out the vote things. <clears throat> Why not? Because I think that if you don't, if you're not paying attention to the issues of the day, and you don't you know nothing about anything or the the economy or how the economy works, you shouldn't be voting. One issue voters, you mean? <laughs> if you if you have one issue and you know a lot about it, then yeah, you should be voting. But I think there's a lot of people out there that don't really have any information about any of the issues. They just like the black guy or they hate the black guy and like the white guy. Or they're like, that guy's cool because he hangs out with Jay-Z. Or then there's just people who just have vehement hatred for Democrats or they have, or Democrats that have vehement hatred for the Republicans. Like, I fucking, fucking Republican businessmen, the corporations, they fucking <laughs> piss me off. I gotta go vote for Obama. <laughs> but then you ask them, like, you know, well, what, which of Obama's policies do you like? like well, I just hate the corporations, man. Well, actually, in this day and age, if you wanted somebody who's actually informed about the, the presidential candidates' platforms, you're going to have like six people voting. Great. Because no one knows anything. No one follows anything. It's just all sensationalist news that they actually pay attention to. If, if a president's look, on TMZ, he's going to get their yeah. vote. You know? I'm not claiming, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm not claiming to be like super knowledgeable either. I'm not saying like, well, I, only people like me in my ivory tower should be voting. <laughs> I think I should be also way more informed, but I, I think instead of this this mindless like everybody's got to vote, it's your duty and like this patriotic civic to vote, duty. It should be what they should really say is, you know what, people, you should really get become more knowledgeable about how your country works and like what the issues are that are being talked about, and then you should vote. Because then your vote whole, matters. Like, if you're a fucking idiot who just watches like you know 16 and pregnant all day on MTV, you shouldn't like. Uh, you you should go out and vote, kid. Like you know, do you like the Jersey Shore? Well, Snooky says you should vote. No, yeah. I don't think people who just watch the Jersey Shore should be voting. What they should be saying is Snooky says you should stop watching watching the Jersey Shore, watch some news, and read a newspaper. Actually, read a then newspaper. Then you should go vote. Yeah, but not just this knee jerk. All these people should fucking go vote. And if, and if the people who don't want to vote, they should re- legitimately be able to make the argument, look, I don't know fucking anything about this shit. I'm busy with my job and putting food on the table for my kids, and I'm not voting because I don't know what the fuck is going on because I'm too goddamn busy to pay attention. Well, I think the, uh, the main character here, the victim in my story, the reason he didn't vote is he was too busy drinking beer, probably watching cops reruns on television. I've been drunk for the past two months. I don't know anything <laughs> about the issues. I'm not voting. <laughs> oh, well, that's a very reasonable approach. So uh, I have one of those beers. <laughs> a man was run over by his wife for not not voting against Obama, and he may be permanently disfigured. Um, this happened in Gilbert, Arizona. A man was run over by his wife last weekend, and she allegedly blamed him for President Obama's reelection. The reason Obama is now the president for the second term is all her husband's fault. What what state does she live in? Arizona, not Florida. Hmm. Is um, Arizona a swing state? No, this is a solid red state. So, so I mean, she's it, clearly a moron. Clearly a moron. And it, this it gets, is one of the, this is one of those people. She, not only does she not know the issues, she doesn't even understand the mechanism of the of fucking voting. electoral process. Ex- exactly. I mean, it, it, at one point. Uh, the uh, journalist here says, if her husband had voted 200,000 times for Obama, 
Mitt Romney still would have won Arizona with 11 electoral votes. So it's not even well, clear where this high woman got this idea. Of her husband. I got high expectations of my man. But I think she was just upset that he, uh, over his lack of voter participation. Right. So Daniel Solomon is in critical condition at the trauma center in the Scottsdale Hospital. He said his uh, wife started arguing, arguing with him over his lack of voter participation for the presidential race, voter apathy. According to the husband, <laughs> Holly believed her family was going to face hardship as a result of President Obama's reelection. Yeah, maybe. You know how they're really going to face hardship? If your fucking husband is crippled. And you're in prison. <laughs> it's it's not going to be an easy life for you. This woman does not think ahead. But I thought Obama's whole thing was I don't think she help. thinks behind either, or just even right now. I don't think she thinks, but I, I thought Obama's whole thing is, I help families in the middle class. I think she just doesn't like black people. I think that. I mean, this is this is this is one of those ve- vehement uh, hatred of black people or, and or Democrats, Democrats because I, I yeah I don't I don't think anybody understands why this sort of lower middle class. There's this big chunk of lower middle class people who consistently vote Republican when it's clearly not in their interest. You know, they're scared of socialism when it's like yeah, but socialism would be perfect for you, but <laughs> because it's- you know. This government cheese ain't working, and even if it ain't working, you could use more of it because your kids are very thin. I mean, I don't want to go into a big political tangent here, but it's just pure demagoguery. I mean, it's just like these people don't understand. They don't really understand that word or um, yeah, but they ideology don't... either. What does it? What does that mean? But they just capitalize. They 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 influence people's thoughts based on fear. And so it's like, you know, like ideas that aren't really substantive, but they're just sort of fear mongering. It's okay. fear mongering. That's, that's kind of what I thought it meant, but people always use it, and I never really know what they're talking about. But, but that's that's what it is. I mean, that's what Fox News does. That's what a lot of Republicans do. I mean, Democrats do it too. But it's but it's, it's not just fear because j- just fear would be like you know the Democrats are going to dump uh, huge dump trucks full of venomous snakes in everybody's uh, driveway when they win, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's scary! I'm not voting for them." But when it's like they're going to bring socialism, ah, oh, that's scary. But really, you could, like I'm saying, you could point out that, like, yeah, but if like you know there were more programs for people like you, wouldn't that be good for you? Exactly. But the problem they're, is they're scared of something that they shouldn't be scared of. But the problem so is like, they they don't understand it. They can't comprehend what socialism mm-hmm. means or what it could mean for them. Or they, what think, they think of Red Dawn. Totally. And it's like, you know, and then Fox News capitalizes off of that and the Republicans start going off of that. And so then people like Holly Solomon all of a sudden gets into our idea of if Obama's reelected, oh, my God, our family's going to face hardship. We're not going to even have our jobs. And then it's this like spiral of fear. And so she's yelling at her husband to go out and vote for Romney to save the country. And I guess there's a lot of yelling in this parking lot when all of a sudden Holly Solomon jumped into her Jeep, the Jeep with the Mitt Romney sticker, the Romney Ryan sticker on it. And she started chasing her husband around the parking lot. Her husband tried to run away, but Solomon hit him and hit him hard, pinned him under the car and on a curb. Um, I guess uh, when here's, the- here's what I don't get. Um, was she this angry beforehand? I mean, was there like 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 before the election? Was there a lot of yelling like "You got to go vote"? And he's like, "Fuck you, bitch! I ain't going nowhere." And she's still yelling, or did she just get all worked up after? I think she was worked up after. I think well, I, I think it was like she was worked up after because Obama's reelected, and she just in her mind. She thought it was her husband's fault because he didn't exercise his right to vote. 
I think there's a lot of meth consumption in this family and being, you know, in Arizona, Scottsdale, uh, near Tucson. Exactly. Yeah. But, but you'd think, you know, like I read some stories about how uh, the husband was, was like an Obama Biden fan. Like he was wearing the Obama Biden blue sweatshirt and then the wife's wearing the Romney Ryan Weds red uh, sweatshirt. And then she smashes a pan over his face. I mean, there's some domestic violence based on that, but this situation Daniel Solomon is just a lazy fuck. He doesn't care. He's not out voting for anybody. He's just like, I just want to sit at home and not be bothered by it. And yet he's still getting run over by a Jeep. I mean, there wasn't like a political Can I just say that I love it when a woman is doing violence to her husband with a pan or a rolling pin? (laughs) I love that shit. That makes me believe that the true America still exists of, you know, the good hometown 50s values. So... Uh, the husband's here. Pelvis is fractured. The arteries that feed his bowels were torn. Oh, have fun with that, lady. Yeah, hosp- his ass. <laughs> Hospital also told police that it's possible that Solomon will have a uh, permanent disfiguration. Um, so as you said before, now there's a lot more hardship going on in her family. Her husband's in the hospital, critical condition, and uh, the wife's bond is being set at $50,000 with two felony charges and one misdemeanor. So yeah, um, the, the taxpayers of Arizona and maybe even the country are paying for this guy's uh, care now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know what? It, you know what? Though it's probably going to be Obamacare that's paying for this guy's care. Exactly. This fucking bitch. I think the even, lesson. I, I'm, not, I'm not even saying bitch because I'm left wing or right. But she's just an idiot. The lesson to this story is maybe you should go out and vote, and uh, maybe you shouldn't be married. You, maybe you should just lie to your wife and tell her <laughs> you voted. You did How about vote. that? It's a secret ballot, you, people. Vote? Oh, I did. When? <laughs> uh, this morning when you were in the bathroom? <laughs> See? Perfect. Oh, okay, I guess. I think I guess Obama... I won't run you over. I, I still, Ob- still sure am pissed that Obama won. You'd be like, yeah, me too. Oh, I tried, though. I think Obama should go visit the husband, like bring him flowers or something. Chocolates. He send a picture of the that. wife. That He's got to send Biden. <laughs> So what do you have here, Wackley, for the second story for episode 356? Well, this is another... It's maybe is related. I'll relate it. Uh, and uh, Mick from uh, Three Points, Washington, set this in. Uh, but I'd actually read it before because this is a local story. And also because I do a lot of prison work, it's prison related, which makes it funny to me also. Uh, this has to do – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell it in reverse because I'm going to say it's about a prisoner, but I'm going to start with what he actually did. So in 1988, this guy, Steven Martinez, he was sentenced to 157 years to life. Wow. Which uh, I mean, it, I, that's I guess, like I guess if he if he lived to be two hundred or something, maybe he would get a couple years off if they don't give him the two life part. So this guy just committed egregious crime. He's going to die in prison. Actually, he didn't even murder anybody. Hmm. Piques your interest. I am definitely interested. what he did do in San Diego. He rammed a woman's car, kidnapped her, and then raped her repeatedly and brutally. Did uh, she vote for Carrie? Yeah, that would have been an election year, wouldn't it have? Is it? Wait, what year was it again? 1998. Oh, yeah, there's Dole. Maybe she voted for Dole. 
Maybe she voted. San Diego leans right because all the military people down there. But uh, yeah, the jury did not appreciate this story at all and gave him 157. Well, I guess the jury doesn't give the sentence, right? They rec- recommend a sentence maybe to the judge. The judge didn't like it either. 157 years of life. Bang goes the gavel. I mean, it's a pretty horrible crime. Yeah. And you know what people always say? Usually the right-leaning people, they say, I hope the prisoners take care of him. You know what I mean? Because they want, they want everybody to get the chair, but then they're like, well, those, you know, in California, you try and you send somebody to the chair, and then they sit on death row for like 20 years, and we pay for them, and they never give them the chair for some reason. But, but is prison justice also reserved for like rapists of adult females, or is it just rapists of children? They like always tra- say that they help, they hate the child rapist. And also they say it's bad if you're like one of those guys, like a big fat cat banker who like embezzled a bunch of money from a bunch of like low income, I don't know, Mexican Americans, you're probably yeah. not going to have a good time in prison either. But I mean, I'm just saying a run of the mill rapist, like he raped some 25 year old chick. Do they get uh, targeted by other prisoners or are they just like kind of like, oh yeah, yeah. How was that? You know, let me no, hear the I don't story. think you have a good time. Okay, because, so just rapists you know, because in all, general. Because all these, all these guys in prison, they either have sisters or maybe they have an adult daughter that's 25 or they have a girlfriend or wife who's 25. And this guy's like, oh, yeah, I rammed some chick. Oh, right in your neighborhood. It wasn't your wife, but it could have been. Like, you're, you're going you're gonna to die. This guy didn't die. Prison justice. <laughs> he did get some prison justice. He was paralyzed a decade ago, which uh, would have been, I guess he wasn't in prison too long if it was a decade ago. When another inmate stabbed him in the neck and sliced his spinal cord. Damn, shanked. Complete quad. He got shanked. Yeah, complete quad. No use of anything below his neck, I guess. It's a quadriplegic in prison. Which everybody cheers, you know, yay, got what's coming to him. (laughs) But uh, then what happens is, I don't think people think about this. Well, what you think is, God, I wish he would have just actually died. Or maybe if he would have been paralyzed for like a month or a year. But he's been alive for a decade. Having like a crippling injury or something, you know, now he's like permanently lame. I mean, you know how it's really expensive to, they they always point out how it's really expensive to have, just to uh, to be, to like, for the state of California to house a prisoner is massively expensive. It's a large cost of justice is, yeah, when you catch these guys, now we got to feed them and like house them and then pay these dudes to watch them all 24 hours a day. And we got to heat the building and like, they don't make any money because they don't work. So they they can't pay for their room and board. So this is all paid for by us. But like, oh, I'm hard on crime. I'm hard on crime. Like, well, okay, we got to pay for it then. It's really fucking expensive to take care, give 24-hour care to a guy in prison who's a quadriplegic. God, I couldn't even imagine. Could you imagine being that guy's bunk bunkmate, his roommate? Well, he doesn't have a bunkmate now. That's part of the problem. That's why it becomes more expensive. Like, oh, well, now he can't be in the cell. Now he has to be in, like, a full, high-quality, like, fucking hospital room, which also has to be as secure as the prison, and it's got to have the machine that goes, so he can breathe, and the other machine that goes, boop, 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 and then he's got to have the fucking call button to call the nurse, who has to be there 24 hours, and she also has to be trained in, like, jujitsu, even though he's a quad, because he might, like, bite her kneecap, and then she's got to, like, give him, like, you know, the California prison guard beatdown or something. I don't know if she has one of those clear shields. Yeah, but seriously, I mean, the guy's in prison. Just put a fucking beanbag chair on the ground and throw him on that. No, dude. You know? Then you get... The, then the, the, This is... I'm not going to get into it. A Kentucky but, uh, Fried the Chicken state of, Box The state shitting. of California is actually in... 
the prison system is in legal jeopardy right now because they have been overcrowding the prisons and the federal government has come in and say, has said that you are implementing cruel and unusual punishment to these prisoners and you need to rectify it. You need to build more prisons. You need to build more beds. So like people aren't all on top of each other, not literally, but like two, like three high bunk beds and shit. And so the state of California is trying to like deal with this problem so they don't get further monetary penalties from the feds. So you can't just do whatever you want to a prisoner because in the U.S. Constitution, there's that one again, there's that thing against cruel and unusual punishment. So putting a guy who's a quadriplegic on a beanbag chair <laughs> and letting him just die slowly <laughs> that you're not allowed to no, do. That. I would hook him up. We to all wish tubes. they were. I would hook him up to tubes. I'm just saying it's like, no, you're not going to get this like. Really expensive hospital bed, you know, uh, Tempur-Pedic mattress. You're getting a beanbag chair on the ground with a box of Kentucky Fried Chicken that's been empty that you can shit in. That's your chamber no. pot. No, no, you got to give him full gold-plated medical. Yeah, because and he'll because he'll argue that look, I know I did a crime and I'm in here for that crime and that's that's the law and the judge and the, my peers told said that that was that. But if I was out, I would have this great job and I would have like full medical. But and the only reason I have full medical to deal with this issue is because I'm in here. So you need to give me the full medical benefit and and, and care. And what's the cost of this to this, the taxpayer? $625,000 per year. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit. It's unbelievable. So over 10 years, that's $6 million. $250,000 that we've spent on this guy who rammed his car into a lady, brought her, her back to his house when she was incapacitated because he rammed into her car and then brutally raped her repeatedly over the course of some period of time. And now, now this, we, the taxpayers have spent, I hate just saying the taxpayers. Just millions of like, dollars though. I six, mean, this, mi six millions, six million dollars. Ah, this is a travesty. Over. But, but if you think about it though, the guy's a quadriplegic. How many women would he be raping if we just released him tomorrow? Well, D, I'm not done with the story yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> because the people of California have decided that why are we doing this? We're spending all this money on these prisoners who are complete medical basket cases. And clearly they're so medically fucked up that they're not going to commit these crimes again. And, you know, it's it sucks that this guy's going to go free because he's a quad. But, uh, you know, it's just the state is running out of money and we got to do what we got to do. So there's this new law called the medical parole law, whereas it basically says if you're super fucked up and you're not, there's no way you're going to commit this crime again. We're not going to take care of you either. So get the fuck out. And uh, so a lot of people, 40, 47 people they've done this to. But for this guy, Steve Martinez, they were going to do it to him. But uh, people on the parole board were like, oh, yeah, but, dude, you're supposed to get 157 years. <laughs> and, like, you really brutally raped that chick after you ran your car into her for the express purposes of brutally raping her over a long period of time. And we know you're a quad and everything, but we ain't going to let you out. I, I just then I went to appeals. <laughs> and then, then the San Diego parole or appeals court said, yeah, you are going to let him out. He's a quad. Yeah, what we don't want to spend really six do? million dollars on him anymore. Yeah, but I mean, uh, don't Quans have that like neck-operated uh, Amigo like uh, wheelchair thing? The thing that you blow into and it makes it go forward. Yeah, but you could knock a chick down in that thing too. I don't like think they go very fast. Then what are you going to do after you knock her down? Could you unstrap me <laughs> and insert my <laughs> penis in your hole? <laughs> She's going to be like, no. 
And I'm calling the cops since you knocked me over with your fucking amigo. And I'm going to walk briskly away from you. And because I'm not going to your amigo over me. to you when I, when, I, when I stand up. So, so okay, so they, they release this guy, but do they release him to his family? Like, does his family, his mother. Like, so do you think his mom's like, oh, awesome, now I get to have you back, and now you're, like, incapacitated? No, a mother's love is a strange thing. But the funny thing is, um, well, let's go back a second, though, because we were talking about what he's going to do in his Amigo. And so people have said that. Like, what the fuck is he going to do? And the, Motorized the, the, the wheelchair. People, the, well, the people, I don't think he's even capable of motorized wheelchair, dude. There's a photo of him that you need to put <laughs> online. <laughs> On the website I'll, because I'll he looks really site. fucked up. It's like somebody came in into his little room there and snapped a picture of him, and he's just on his bed, and his limbs are all akimbo because <laughs> he's been quadded out for you know a decade, and everything starts to atrophy, and he's got like a tube in his neck and stuff to breathe <laughs> with. It's great. I mean, when you consider what he did, it's great. But um, they say he's very verbally abusive to the nurses in there. In the prison, like he's just constantly like berating them and abusing them, and he's just a complete asshole. And so I don't know if they're saying that's a reason to keep him in or get him out, because I'm sure the nurses in there are like, yeah, get him out. I don't want to deal with this fuckface anymore. God, could um, you could you imagine though being that's your job is to take care of this guy who's just a complete and utter asshole, and he's probably I'm even sh- more bitter now that he can't rape people. Uh, the prison guards union is a very powerful, well-compensated union. So I'm sure if you're doing that job, you get paid very well. And you get like all these overtime benefits where it's the type of thing where like somebody goes, oh, well, what's your salary? And you go, well, I make uh, $78,000 a year. Well, how much did you make last year? Oh, I made $178,000 a year. Like what? Well, I did a lot of overtime. And when I work on a Sunday night, I get paid triple scale and you know that this and that. But I, I'm just saying. And then you're like, how much how much vacation time do you have coming up? Well, I have like six months of vacation time coming up, I'll but pay. I'm saving it up, and then I'm going to get paid out. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if I was forced, not forced, but I was being paid this to, to take care of this asshole, regardless of what it is, even though I knew what he did, but regardless of what he did, it would be very difficult for me to restrain myself from farting and then blowing it on him with my hands. I would put you know? my finger over the neck tube. <laughs> just to not enough him. to ki- not enough to kill him to like make him drink out of blue and then lift it up. But but I, I would be like, oh, this nurse is trying to kill me. I'd be like, he's he's just fucking with me again. He's, he's trying to get asshole. me fired. He's a dick. But then when nobody was looking, I, my finger would go right back over that hole. Oh, I would do just like, I would what? Do you, you like being a foul mouth ass? Like, oh, finger over the hole again. <laughs> like I can do this all day. It's really easy for me. I would, you know what would be an interesting twist on this? If the woman that he raped ended up becoming one of these prison guards. The prison guard nurse. Slash yeah, prison nurse. Guard well, I don't know what you call them. I guess there's the nurse and then the guard stands right behind him. So you, you don't have a lot of time to put your finger over the hole. Unless you sort of agree. Like you look at the guard and you wink and you're like, finger over the hole. If anyone <laughs> deserves like, yeah, this. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Um, they, so the people, the anti-people, the people don't want to let him out. They also say that they think that he could like convince somebody to like do bad things for him. So he's going to be like the kingpin. Sort of, but he's just some dirty rapist. He's not a kingpin. <laughs> I think they're just saying anything they can to sort of like keep him in there. Cause there's certain people out there that are just, we were talking before about the visceral hatred of things that you don't really even think about, but there's just certain people who are just, I'm anti crime. Like every criminal should be locked up forever. Um, the other thing to think about are his, uh, they got some quotes from his neighbor, his mom's neighbors, right? Because this guy's going to come back and live in his mom's house. <laughs> and she just lives in like a working class neighborhood. 
So they asked uh, Gregory Smith as a neighbor. He told uh, this news organization that wrote the article that it's a definite issue and I will have to keep a real eye on things that are going around around here. It's a concern. <laughs> but they, uh, you think, so that's a guy, you'd think a female would be like similarly disturbed, but another neighbor, Irene Walden, says, it doesn't really bother me because he's in that state. He can't go out and rape anybody. <laughs> Unquote. But, but she's Which got a point true. there, dude. I mean, this guy's like, you know, a piece of duct tape over his mouth away from being a Halloween decoration. That'd be I mean, a great Halloween decoration. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's like you could just wheel him out there, put duct tape over his mouth, put a mask on his head. You got a Halloween decoration now. It's like, I don't think this guy's much of a threat. And personally, How would you as, feel about it if he was moving upstairs from you? Well, no, I'm just saying as a inhabitant of California and a taxpayer... I'd rather not spend money on this guy. I don't give a fuck. Leave him upstairs. I, you know what I, the funny thing is? I think we're still going to pay for him just through a different program. It's not like his mom can afford all this medical care. Like She's not a wealthy person. But I think the fact that it'll just be cheaper to give him like in-home care than, like I was saying, you know, this maximum security hosp- like prison care, which has to be gold-plated. He can just kind of get the bottom of the barrel, Medi-Cal, sort of socialized medicine program. God, you know, I, th- I think a lot of Europeans that we they think that America is completely like a brutal place because they think that they have socialized medicine and we don't have socialized medicine, but we do have socialized medicine. No, we do. If, I mean, like we have Medicare for old people, and if you get crippled, you can get Medicare. And like the state, like the states have their own medical programs for poor people, and like Medi- California has Medi-Cal. Uh, so if you're, if you're poor, like nobody's just dies on the street, even though that's how everybody makes it out to be. If you're poor, somebody will pay for you to like get a certain amount of medical care. And we even take care of awful people like this guy, like this guy. I yeah, mean, this, this, no the joke's kind guys. of on us with this guy. Like this guy must be loving it. He's like, ah, you have to support me. You know, I mean, in a, in a perfect world. I believe in passing judgment on people. And in my perfect world, every prison would just have like this one back door, <laughs> more of a chute, really, where there'd just be this big pile of like medically incapacitated, really awful criminals that were determined to be really awful by a jury of their peers and whatnot. And they had an appeal process. And like, yeah, like this, the, we would just decide, like, we're not taking care of this guy who brutally raped this woman over the course of a long period of time after he ran her over with his car. And uh, then he got shanked and now he's a quad. And we took care of him for quite a while, but we're not doing that anymore. You just put him down the chute. You'd maybe call his mom and be like, hey, if you want to come get him, he's going to be right over here by the chute. <laughs> but the chute would just be kind of a pile of like broken bodies that, and the ones on the bottom would be dead. And they'd be sort of gnawed at by coyotes and stuff. And then the fresh ones would just be on top of the pile. I think what I would do is I would be like the guy who shanked him. He's your responsibility now. Have fun with that. (laughs) You did this. So there you go. Take care of him. In whatever way you you'd seem you deem fit, like we're just putting him in your cell. Like you can take He's good yours care now. of him, or He's you your can chip him down the toilet. You can hang him up as a decoration. <laughs> whatever. It's it's your fault. So there you go. He's yours there now. You People, uh, send your send your stories into Stick Around Podcast at uh, hotmail dot com. You're welcome. We got a few phone calls. Stick Around Hotline two zero six 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 three eight four six is that number. Before we get to our first phone call, um, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Uh, people, as you know, we're just only days away from Dildember. Is that how? Is that what we called it? I believe so. Dildember. 
It's a holiday that doesn't even exist except for here in the sick and wrong world. And uh, you can go to adamandeve.com and you can order dildos by using our code word diddle. And um, you can celebrate Dildember with a dildo. But here's a little more, uh, a, a more detailed explanation of Dildember. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. It's Dilcember. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So, Wacker, we got a few phone calls here. The Sick and Wrong hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, the first call, actually, is from a uh, caller who, he's a, he's a famous guy here on the show. I think it's been a little while since we've heard from him, but you'll recognize this voice. Hello, I've called a couple of times before with poo and fart stories. So Nice intro. I- Isn't this the moon? Yeah, we do call him the moon. Although I don't, I, uh, yeah. I don't, the I moon don't from the, the Mighty Boosh. He sounds to him like, he sounds like the moon to us from Mighty Boosh, but I always think that maybe like English people say like their accents aren't the same at all. It's more tone of voice. He he almost could be kind of reminds me too of uh, Winnie the Pooh. Didn't we I don't really Pooh? remember what Winnie sounds like? I, I, I kind of feel like he because he, he talks about Pooh. And There's Winnie like a the breathy Pooh. tonality in the back of his voice. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh sounded like he just ate too many ho hos and dipped in honey and then just walked up he a did. flight of stairs. <laughs> I don't know. Oh bother. Oh, I'd be a bit classy and call up with a piss story. Anyway, the story happened on Friday. I was at work, went into the toilet, needed a piss. So I went up to the rhino, and uh, I was going for a piss, and I noticed there was piss all over on the the floor in front of the rhino. I love how they say that. I hate it. It's 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 urinal. I know it just seems unnecessary, and it's like sounds like rhino, like you're pissing on a rhino. Your rhinoceros. It was. It sounds like he's saying your rhino. It's like I was pissing on your rhino. It's like, what the fuck are you doing pissing on my pet rhinoceros? He'll kill you. Aluminium. Uh, yeah. just, there aren't all those letters in that word. Like, come on. Just Unless you guys like are spelling it different than we do over here, which maybe you are. Blind guy had gone in and pissed all over or something. And then, anyway, I started <laughs> worrying that someone had come in and see me standing there with all this piss at my feet and thinks that I'd pissed on purpose all over the floor. Started getting all worried about him. Then I thought, yeah, if I walk out, someone will come in and see all the piss, and I'm the only one in the toilet walking out. So I went into the cubicle and got a massive wadge of bog roll and went up and started cleaning up the piss. But then I was as, as I was cleaning what? up the piss, I started. <laughs> there was a different English guy who cleaned up the Pizza Hut shitter, right? Yeah, that was a totally himself. different guy. It's, you know what this Don't is? Ev- what are, what's with your English people? Don't ever clean up a public bathroom for no reason. Should you ever clean up a public bathroom unless that is your job? You know what I don't understand about it? Is it the English sense of propriety? Or is it the English fear of uh, being accused of something that they didn't do, like an awkward, or being afraid of being embarrassed? 
Or do they just have a completely undeveloped disgust of public bathrooms like we have a properly developed disgust of public bathrooms? Because there's certain public things that I might – like in our in my office kitchen, if there's coffee spilled, even if it wasn't me, I might clean it up because the kitchen doesn't disgust me and the sponge is right there. But if there's a mess in the bathroom, I am not fucking touching it because public restrooms are really gross. And I'm not even one of those germaphobe dudes. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll touch the flusher and everything, but, like, I'm not cleaning up a piss puddle. I don't even touch the flusher. I just kick it. I, I, or I use my foot. Like, in well, some bathrooms. This? You know, there's, there's multiple people in my office building that all use this bathroom. This new thing is that you won't even flush at all. And I know it's one dude. I know one dude in my office is doing it. I know which fucking dude is, it is. And if I ever see him do it, I'm pushing his... his from the back, I'm going to push him into the urinal and flush it myself. In an office, that's inexcusable. That's disgusting. No, but that's why they do it. They're like, I'm not going to touch it with my foot because I my fancy shoes, and I'm definitely not touching it with my hand because I'm scared of germs. I'm just saying like in a gas station restroom, if I'm in there and it's just this disgusting toilet, I'm just going to like... I've it before, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll use my foot. But, but I, I certainly would not be cleaning it off. It's, it, well, whatever. My, my, and my, my, my aversion to cleaning the public toilet, it doesn't have anything to do with germs. I have no fear of germs going in my mouth. I th- your body has ways of dealing with it. It's just, it's piss. I'm it's, not, it's gross. It's disgusting. And it's not my piss. I, I don't right. care what someone else thinks. I'm not even that fond of my own piss. And, and furthermore, too, it's like there's going to be some other gross dude coming into this bathroom, not like some hot chick that you might score with that now is not going to score because you piss all over the floor. And when the, some other guy. Sees, when the dude sees you cleaning it up, it's going to be more embarrassing than if he thought you actually pissed all over the place. If he thought you pissed all over the place, be like, oh, I sneezed and I accidentally peed all over the place. But when you're like, why are you out on your hands and knees cleaning up the public it's, toilet bathroom? Are, I thought you worked in accounting. Are you actually the janitor? Like, there's no explanation for it. But it's much more incriminating, too. Yeah. Well, are you licking it up? Are you some kind of perv? Worse, if someone off walks in and sees me, like on my hands and knees, cleaning exactly, up a exactly. pool of piss. You know, it, it might even look like I'm some kind of pervert. I'm, you know, trying <laughs> to lap it up like a cat or something. That's what anyway, I'm saying. luckily no one came in and no one saw me, went out with my dignity intact. And uh, that must have put me in a bit of a good mood. And work went well as well. I was going out for a few drinks with my friends that night. So when I went back to the toilet, this time to go for a dump in the afternoon, I was in a really good mood. When I'm in a good mood, I start, you know, saying silly things to myself and silly voices and stuff. So as I was walking in, I just went, boo-boo time, like in this kind of voice, like animal out of the Muppets. But as I was walking in, just as I said it, a guy was walking out of the toilet. And, um, you know, our eyes met just as I said the word time. And we kind of looked at each other for a brief moment. And then we gave each other a brief nod and then kind of passed each other and went off on our separate ways. So, yeah, well, pretty much. His poo-poo time was over, so it's kind of a disappointing. No, it's a funny story. For him. Anyway, cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs> what did you say? The other guy's poo-poo time was over, so he's not as excited. And that's why there's a disconnect. Do you ever talk to anybody in the bathroom? I've been forced. I mean, I, I have these, you know, when you work with older dudes who are like your, your superiors, they're always, they're clearly comfortable with 
you know, you're at the urinal and they want to talk about the project or whatever. And you're like, okay, fine. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have that formed you. And you're like trying to fucking piss. And because they're old, it takes them forever to piss. And so they're like, keep talking and like, and you're just like, I'm done pissing. Do I just walk away mid sense? I'm not going <laughs> to stand awkward. here and let you finish a sentence because I'm standing in front of a disgusting urinal. Oh, it's totally awkward. Like, and the thing is, too, old guys like will put their arms kind of like akimbo and just like pull their dick out. Either not even sometimes button their unbutton their dills, pull it out through the fly, or just pull their dick out and just with their arms the on their front. side. You know what I'm talking? That wide stance, and they're just sitting there, just pissing, and like the whole time. Looking, you know, talking to you and looking over at you. And when I piss, I'm usually just looking down, trying to avoid eye contact, get my business done, wash my uh, hands. I, and get stare, out. I stare at the grout. Yeah, I stare at the grout too. I mean, it's it's like I'm not sitting there like looking up, like, oh, hey, how's it going? How about those giants? You know, it's like it's not a time to talk about things. But I I think like the public restroom is a silent radio free zone. Exactly. But, you I know, know I'm old school. Didn't we try to hook up Poppy Thorne with this guy? Poop time? Oh, <laughs> uh, we talked about it. She wasn't really into it. <laughs> I don't know why, though, because he's a fascinating like individual. Fun. I, wish I, I wish he was my coworker. Oh, my God. I would go out of my way to fuck with that guy. Like, if I knew he was about to go to the bathroom. Why would you fuck with him? If I knew he was going to go to the bathroom, I would go do something. Like, you know, In a friendly way, you're saying. Yeah, just as a joking, jocular fashion. You know, and then just see what... Uh, you know, just to just to fuck with him, make him nervous. But he's a great guy. He's spending fact, a lot of his company time in the bathroom, right? I've noticed. <laughs> if I was his manager, we would have a talk about that. I think poop there's an obsession poop at home. here. Poop at home. So uh, here, here's call number two. Hey, what up, faggots? Uh, this is uh, Larev, you fucking dick. But uh, I'm at work right now. I'm actually super drunk. There's no way anybody should go to work after a fifth of Pendleton. But here I am. Um, I was listening. Wait, what did he say? Drink, he drank what? Jameson? Pendleton. Pendleton. Is that whiskey? I think it's another Irish whiskey. I could be wrong. Where the hell does this guy work that he can drink a fifth of whiskey and go to work? I think there's some exaggeration going on. Yeah, but even a pint of whiskey and then go to work. So I hear, I hear the street in the background. Maybe he's... I hope he's not driving, but maybe he works in some sort of a highway servicing capacity, service station, road crew. I don't know. I'm thinking he has a hot dog cart. Maybe he works in a, uh, maybe he's a parking lot attendant. You could be smashed and do that job. Maybe he's a street prostitute or something. He's a rent the boy. <laughs> you can be that, smashed doing that. Then it would be a bigger story if you were sober. Like, oh my God, I'm trying to suck cock right now and I haven't even had a drink all day. This is the worst. 344 uh, at work, of course. But uh, you're talking about, uh, what you know, would you rather lose your thumb on your left hand or fucking some bullshit about cutting off fingers on hands? I'm a guitar player. I need them all, so I would just opt out. But I uh, you don't need them all. A very good friend. I... You don't, don't you... need them all. Didn't Tony Iommi had some like two of his like fingers were were gone or the ends of them? If you if you look closely at Black Sabbath footage, he wears these like weird things on his uh his uh on the strumming hand on his index finger and his middle finger. Well, he was a blue-collar worker, and he had, like, a, an accident. Severed, oh, yeah, it like, was in his job. Right? But it wasn't his thumbs. I mean, I guess you don't even need your thumb to play guitar, though. 
Really? Go, well, you have to hold the pick. But I'll go one even further. Yeah. The reason what he, I just watched this. So he had some industrial accident where he cut the tips of his two fingers off. And then he was like, well, you know, he's from like, where were they from? Some working class um, town. Liverpool like, or something, right? Yeah, it's very easy to just give up on your dreams. You're like, well, that's it for me, mate. I'm not going to ever do music again. And his manager at the uh, machine shop or what factory showed him a Django Reinhardt, who's like more of a like, what, like gypsy uh, jazz kind of guitarist who also has missing fingers. And that's what inspired him to uh, get back into it. But did he get like a little finger device, like a little cap or something, like something like? There's a, like two a little pr- caps that he wears on the ends of his fingers. I mean, I think it was just the tips that came off, but he has some kind of thing he wears on the end of his hand. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I'm used to uh, use the term "used to" uh, because he's dead now. Very good guy though. Ended up taking ecstasy and acid and getting hit by about seven cars. But, uh, whatever. That's a, that's a different sick and wrong tale. I, <laughs> I kind of want to hear that tale. His buddy took ecstasy and got hit by seven cars. Ecstasy and LSD. Acid. Yeah, candy flipping. I don't, I don't even understand that. Like, that's well, what first, they call that? It's really a thing? I would say think one would just cancel out the other. Nah, it's called candy flipping. What you usually do is you take acid first. And then you. And then take, once you uh, start to it starts yeah. to get too weird, then you take, you take ecstasy, ecstasy and it brings you up. And it keeps the trip going. I've done it a few times, but I've never ran in traffic. <laughs> how, how recently have you done this? No, years, years ago, years ago. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna do either one now. <laughs> maybe, maybe ecstasy if a chick is really hot. But um, I wouldn't be running in traffic on either. Any Don't drug, go out, really? Just stay inside your apartment. Exactly. I mean, what's or the maybe po- the forest. Okay, this this guy's now, you got to call in and tell us how your friend died, all right? I used to call him Thumpy, and he, uh, left hand, he did not have a thumb, born that way. Motherfucker, his catchphrase was, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. And he would just go and beat off to any fucking thing. I, I remember we were just fucking smoking weed one day, and he took my friend Vore's pipe. And just bailed off into the tall grass and beat off looking at it. I have no fucking idea. But, you know, a man's got to do what a man's got to do, right? Yeah, keep it alive. Frumpy, shining for a Okay. So he's saying it's possible to beat off without a thumb? Yeah, how do you do that? You wouldn't think you'd have the grip. Sort of grip it with your palm. Kind of. If you have kind of a thin dick, it's easier. But he, he had a thumb on his right hand. It was just his left hand that didn't. I guess if you grew up, you know, you're, you never had a thumb. You didn't just suddenly lose it. You probably could develop. You're going like to figure some, out a way. You'll yeah, develop you, a technique. You'd probably develop a technique to do it. But what I didn't understand, he was just jerking off in, in tall grass in a field. Is that what he was saying? To what? Looking at, looking at a pot pipe. <laughs> I mean, I understand this man's got to do it. Maybe, if maybe the pipe was shaped like a naked lady. I don't know. I mean, is he such a stoner that that's what gets him off? Maybe he's got a marijuana fetish or something? He also might just be fucking with his friends. That's also a possibility. I, you know, I wouldn't hang out with that guy. I don't give a fuck about him I not having not a either. thumb. It's I mean, like what if it, he's in your house and he goes off to Like, don't jerk off in my house. Jerk off in your own house. Get yeah, the fuck out of like, here. Yeah, come on, dude. That's gross. Yeah, well, It'd make it hard to hitchhike. <laughs> people would not know what the fuck it, what's that guy doing on the side of this road with his finger up with his finger like excuse me is he trying to hail a cab excuse me what no I'm driving I'm not going to stop and t- answer your question I want you to pick me up yeah that'd be weird alright here's the third call 
You could get a, just a picture of a thumb and hold that up. Which might work, but then I, I think that would also be confusing. Man, my, uh, my live-in girlfriend story, uh, man, thinking how hot it would be to watch her walking around in her panties and, like, you know, just gallivanting around the house in the apartment. And then you're doing laundry all nice one day, and she has her fucking ratty panties on top. And you see how nasty those motherfuckers are? And how nonchalantly she just refers to them? Is oh, yeah, my ratty panties. And you're just like, that's fucking normal, man. Another term is period panties. Is what? These are my, those are my period panties. Oh, I've heard that before. It's disgusting. Because, you know, I might bleed all over them, but who cares? They're just period panties. Period panties. I, I, I'm, a, I'm like the blowjobs and pizza guy. Like, even a bad one is a good, even bad panties are good panties to me. Yeah, but have you ever done the, um, like, you know, I don't know, I mean, you've lived with a girl for an extended period of time, but it's like doing laundry, and, you, and panties are sexy. And I've, you know, I've dated girls that have worn unsexy panties, I've dated girls that have worn sexy panties. But you ever do it where it's like you're, you're doing the laundry, and there's like a total, like, poop stain, like poo stain in their panties? <laughs> I, I think guys and girls experience that. Well, both of them do, but it's just weird, because you're like, this is something sexy. It's like cognitive dissonance. I'm supposed to be attracted to this or turned on. Yeah. Well, but here's yeah. a, a, a slick of It's a of part poo. of the body down there. There's a lot going on. <laughs> no, but it kind I, it of... It doesn't really bother. I've never... It's never been egregious. It's never been even egregious enough that I had noticed it, but I'm sure I had noticed it. That stuff doesn't really bother me that much. Did you sniff it to make sure it's poo, not chocolate? I wouldn't sniff it. <laughs> no. Uh, it's still kind of gross, though. I don't know if this dude lives in Florida or what, but my, my thing isn't like unsexy panties, but my thing is that girls are always cold. So if you live somewhere where it's cold, they aren't walking around their panties. They're walking around in the whole... Full sweatpants, ratty sweatpants, and a hooded sweatshirt with a hood pulled down over their head. And it's like you're trying to get turned on by your living Jawa. It sucks. <laughs> I kind of hate when they're bundled under those really thick sweaters that look like blankets. Sweater coats. Just yeah, the, it's like bl- a- the, the actual blanket. Like, oh, you're under a big blanket again, huh? Mm. And then you're oh seeing, like, just no skin at all. It's like, how are you supposed to be turned on by that? But I guess if you live, like, you know, in Arizona or Florida, then Even you can Arizona see... Arizona gets cold, but yeah, Florida, Miami... L.A., you know, Los Angeles does. I imagine, it's like... It's cold in L.A., but the thing is, girls get acclimatized. So even in a hot climate, you know, it goes from 78 to 74, and they're like, oh, it's chilly. I better get my... My sweatpants out and my big, big socks. That's the other, the big socks. Like, oh, dear Ugh. God, the thick wool socks. I hate how they have, like, okay, I understand when you have your slumber parties with your girlfriends, you put on your most comfortable clothes and hang out like that. I don't want to see that. I want to see you make an effort to look sexy. And, <laughs> I mean, even if we're just hanging out, put on some sexy short shorts, like American Apparel shorts or something. Wear a tight shirt. I don't want to see this like baggy clothes, baggy like sweatpants. I don't even need it all the time, but but if it is all the time the other way, the baggy sweatpants just day after day after day, and then they get into bed with them and you're just like, because it's cold God. in bed. Yeah, no, that's annoying. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that, that's just one of the perils of living with your girlfriend, people. You know what though? If you're horny enough, it doesn't fucking matter. No, like, I'm, I'm gonna pull those sweatpants off with my teeth. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. 
dirty panties, man. Is that it? <laughs> he's just like ratty panties, man. It's almost a song. Yeah. He's like beaten a, down. He's been beaten down by them. No, I mean this is like the scourge of this guy's life. It's like his girlfriend's ratty panties. Maybe they're exceptionally ratty. Maybe maybe he's dealing with something that we haven't even seen before. I'm picturing the just like stained with like period stains, a little bit of poop stain in the back. No, g- girls would not. Girls don't put up with that shit like guys do. Like. You can't really see the streak from the outside, so I'll just wear them. Girls, like, but, but they'll do, like, if they have holes in them. Or that. But see, the holes to me are a turn-on. Like, oh, shit, there's a big hole. It's right by our fucking canal. That's why, <laughs> that's canal. That's why I wear uh, black black uh, underwear, because you can't really see the browns or yellows. Yeah, but you can see the whites. You can see the whites, which <laughs> which can be embarrassing at times. Neutral tones, people. Neutral toned <laughs> underwear is the best. People call the sick wrong hotline 206-666-3846. Uh, Wacker, as I mentioned last week, the SW Forum, the sick and wrong forum, is once again alive with female nudity. And it's funny because I mentioned this last week and then all of a sudden there's like this influx of people because everyone's like, oh my God, I get to see titties. But you can see titties anywhere on the internet, but for some odd reason it's just... It's just that much more special to see them with somebody you converse with on a forum. Why is yeah, that? Yeah, if you think it's a girl that's a normal girl, then it's more exciting. I mean, it, it, one of these people that uh, that rushed to the forums, Lance Wackerly himself, was on the. I noticed you made a couple posts. Of course, you didn't. I told you I was. You didn't, I'm not <laughs> immune to the the siren song. <laughs> Seeing real titties. So people, go check it out. Go to singwrongpodcast.com. Click on forum. And, uh, yeah, sign up today. Uh, also, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes and rating and commenting. Uh, we appreciate that. It actually does boost our exposure, keeps us in the what's hot category. And uh, do this in the U.K. and do this here and, and, you know, domestically. It does help the show out. Um, we are selling T-shirts right now. And I was trying to think of this. What's the best Thanksgiving gift you can get? Do you give gifts? People don't give them? Thanksgiving gifts. I think you, you bring should food start, over to people's house. I think you should start bringing sick and wrong T-shirts over to people's house. Be like, you know, I what? think you should. If you're going to bring a bunch, bunch of mashed potatoes to the potluck Thanksgiving, or maybe some yams or some cranberry sauce, bring it in inside a sick and wrong T-shirt. So like wrap Just it? a T-shirt full, yeah, like wrap it up and be like, what is that? Like a a big pillow? Like no, it's the mashed potatoes. <laughs> they open up the shirt and it's just inside. And then they're kind of grossed out because it's not super sanitary to have you know mashed potatoes in a T-shirt, but they won't forget it. And and the thing is too, it's like this T-shirt will come in handy a little later when they eat too much and puke all over their clothes that they're wearing. Then now they have a change of clothes. Now they can put on a sick and wrong tea and eat some right. more. It does have mashed potatoes all over it, but that's better than puke. Better than puke. It certainly is. So go to sickerwrongpodcast.com, click on store, and buy a t-shirt today. A few people have been asking me about a print version of my book, Play Something Dancy. I am really hoping to have uh, print copies up this week. It's going to be available through Amazon. You can order it right there. And I will let everybody know. I'll send out a Facebook, a Twitter. You can go check out dsimon.net. But um, yeah, that's that's hopefully going to be up uh, this week. Can you write a sequel that talks about your time as a podcaster and call it play something Lancy, a sequel <laughs> to play something. Dancy. You think it's about a damn it. Think good about it. It's idea. Just an idea. 
Just That's a damn good. I, and I have plenty of embarrassing stories about you, Wackerly. I could tell. Well, when it do. gets big, then I'll then I'll just go around and be like, "Hey, babe, uh, you know that book's based on me." Uh, I'm, I'm the st- I'm, I'm the Lance. From I'm the Lancey. Lancey in that play something Lancey. Remember? Really? <laughs> You're disgusting. Those stories made you look like Slap. a complete ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's right. It's me. <laughs> but definitely go buy a copy, uh, ebook version, print version next week, and uh, leave a review, a good review. I need that. It actually does help your book out when you leave it, when uh, people give Amazon reviews. Boost your rankings. All right, second wrong song of the week was sent in by a guy named Steve. Um, he says, I knew it was a matter of time till the Mac Lads would be submitted for song of the week. You, you remember that band, Mac Lads? No. There's just this English band that sings a lot of crap. It sounds like songs. a crappy magazine about Apple computers. No, it's like M A C C. It's like lads. It's like a Scottish band. They sing a lot of songs about alcohol and. Is like, it like McLads? Sort of. I guess it could be McLads. I think McLads. it's McLads. That sounds better. Not MacLads. Well, that's the American pronunciation. <laughs> but uh, people love this band in England. And uh, they sing songs. I think we played this song called uh, Sweaty Betty. Is it reggae? No, it's like punk, and it's crass, and uh, yeah, they're actually a good band. I like them. But, I mean, the people send it to us all the time. Like, we're always getting requests to play the Mac Lads. Mac Lads. This guy wrote in, I've now passed the episode it was played on. It's like 160, you guys played Sweaty Betty. So I'm submitting two songs for you to choose between. These will not have been played, and it's a long time since the, the Mac Lads were played on the uh, show. So please play one of these and make my shit life slightly better. The songs I submit are Alcohol and Do You Love Me. Uh, please play one of these and live safe in the knowledge that you've delayed my inevitable killing spree, suicide, by at least a couple weeks. Another one of these guys, huh? You know, it's, it, it, I, it amazes me that something like this matters that much to this guy. But yeah. and, and we've played this band several times. But hey, you know what? They're a good band. And this song, Alcohol, is actually something I think you would relate to, Wackerly. You'd probably dig this one. In fact, I think this song, Alcohol, by the MacLads, the MacLads, um, should replace... <laughs> this week in MacLad Magazine, we are investigating which mouse is better, the single button or the two button. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not a podcast called MacLads. Do you like the MacBook Air or the desktop version of the blah, 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 Mac Apple Steve Jobs boner machine? This week in MacLads. I'm thinking these guys probably don't know how to use a computer. This band. <laughs> they, get, they know how to look up porn. Everybody does. That's it, though. You're going for a job interview. So it says you have uh, extensive computer skills here. Do you know Excel, Microsoft Word, uh, database programming, uh, anything like that? No. Uh, look at I uh, look up the porno, mate. You need anybody to do that? I see the naked birds <laughs> on UGS.com. Oh, okay. Google in massive jugs <laughs> in the Lycos. Big fat fanny. That's what I usually Google. Big dripping fanny that looks like an English bulldog's mouth. <laughs> and then I'll beat off to it. Uh, you're hired. Um, <laughs> That's exactly what we need. Perfect. The song, Alcohol, I personally think should replace God Save the Queen as the national anthem of the United Kingdom because I think this is pretty much what is going in the minds of every Englishman all the time. Here's the, here's the first... Uh, Here's the first line. Give us two pints and dirty glasses. 
Give us some change for the fag machine. Get a move on and shift your asses. Get us all served or lose your spleen. Hmm. And uh, that's pretty much the uh, national anthem of the UK. So we're going to end the show here with uh, alcohol by the Mac lads. Thanks, Steve, for saying that in. People will be back next week with episode uh, 357. Till then, take it sleazy and have a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> or not. Give us ten bites in dirty glasses. Get us all changed for the fight machine. Get a move on and shift your asses. Get us all turned for your legs or sleep. Hurry up, twat me full of us beers. Get us a fight for a dehydrate. Lucky blind bastard, we're all the rear. Think you'll come to Oh, right you are. Gimme, 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 gimme alcohol. Luke's dead dirty Cogs are faster than I was first Been queuing up since half past seven We was underage when we come in here Get topped up with burning leather Cut me off, cause you must be clear Oh, right you are Gimme, 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 gimme alcohol Gimme, 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 gimme alcohol Just want a victim down me neck Serve us next or I'll get vexed Gimme, 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 gimme alcohol We're gonna go home and do some shagging. Give me, 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 Calling from Kentucky, recently uh, moved here from uh, Oregon, uh, moved there from California, and uh, yeah, Kentucky rocks. Listen, uh, to the douchebag who's who's reading the quote poetry, um, t- please stop. You don't sound like Rod Serling, and uh, you don't read Tom Waits in your own afflictions. Go to hell. Keep up the good work, guys. <laughs>